Hello, Patrick here. Welcome to 20 Minutes or So With, a series of conversations recorded throughout the 2020 and 2021 lockdowns. Today, it's 20 Minutes or So with Leah Shutkiba. You might not have heard of Leah, but she's the UK's leading female competitive eater. And the speed with which she can eat some food is literally unbelievable. Well, definitely our most impressive guest ever. She has 21 world records. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm saying all of those were last year, but we'll find out that now. It's the uh, UK's number one female competitive eater, Leah Shakiva, welcome to the show. What an introduction. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being with us. I have to hand it to Patrick. Uh, you've been a very, <laughs> very busy girl recently, so it's an absolute pleasure to be able to speak to you. How, how are you? I mean, it's a weird world, weird time. Are you keeping all right? I really feel like I came into my own. I really feel like this weird world has just created a platform for me because <laughs> finally, this is a world that I can live in. Everybody else is going crazy. I stay sane and I do things. So yeah, I feel like I'm best when I'm challenged and I kind of make the most of the weirdness. Yeah, well, I mean, you are, as we just said, the UK's number one female competitive eater, which in itself is a great title. How... I, and I forgive me, but how do you become a competitive eater? Do you just realize one day that you've eaten a lot of food in a short space of time? I get this question so much. I don't think that I could be less suited to something so out there. I feel like as a person at the time when I was sort of not in the eating world, I was so into fitness and so committed and so like, macros and training that I would be the last person that would ever enter into this world and that's something that I do have to start with as a disclaimer because I didn't choose this life this <laughs> chose me and it's the truest thing in the world because I'm just a very competitive person it doesn't matter what it is like if I am on a treadmill next to somebody like I'm going harder and faster and longer than you are and like that person doesn't even know we're in a competition so when I was a lot younger my old I say a lot younger when I was 23 I'm now 30 years old uh, for reference when I was 23 I was competing for a, I was doing a diet for a bikini show and at the time that I was dieting my brother was attempting a local food challenge at a local restaurant um it was like a burger stack and you had to eat it within 20 minutes you get it for free and he failed like 10 times so oh, no. he shelled out like 180 pounds attempting this challenge over that period of time and then i was like bantering him for it because i was like <laughs> <laughs> like how can you fail it's just a burger and obviously extremely hungry at this point too because my calories were low my training was high yeah. etc and he said well you know what you think you're so good you come and show me and basically I did long story short I went and I set a new record and everybody was like oh my god <laughs> I was like oh my god I'm good at something I have like a thing that I'm good at and so I just I, I it's been under wraps for many, many years. And then I was invited to qualify for the world championships all through word of mouth because I was not on social media, I was very shy. Um, and they just said, look, we've heard about you and we think that you'd be great to qualify for the world championships. You win a trip to New York. It's all expenses paid. 
come and see how you get on there's about 15 of you competing I was like you know what let's let's try let's do it at the time I was a designer so I had to take time off work and so I went to London and I won and I was like oh my god what and so it just kind of snowballed from that point I traveled to New York I met a load of like US and Japanese competitive eaters and we ended up doing that two years in a row and then no the second year people were like look you need to start a channel and I was like me nobody wants to see me nobody wants to see me eat online you know and so it just started from there and I got back from New York thought you know what let's let's try it let's see what happens and yeah the rest is history as they say I mean to go from that restaurant with your brother that's completely just spiraled into something incredible take me back to to London that first competition that won you the trip to New York what do you what do you have to eat in that competition to, right. to, to become the champion? Let me break it down. This is one of the most horrendous oh, experiences no. I think I've ever had. I went to London, it's mid-October, it's freezing cold. We are directed to a boat, sat on the Thames, static. On the top deck, we're all on this long table about... I want to say there's 15 of us, people that I knew from social media, like that I've seen before, people that I'd watched their videos before, and then people kind of in between that have been doing it kind of the same as I have, like local food challenges. And so there, there was a man behind me, we were in a queue. So we're filming this for Japanese TV. This is for TV Tokyo. And so the whole crew are all Japanese. The hosts are Japanese. We're like English speaking, very mild mannered people. And the, the communication levels are just very di like different, very different. So we're in the queue and there's a guy behind me like psyching me out. Like he's like saying, oh, I'm gonna eat this much and I'm gonna do this. And I've been practicing for weeks. And I'm like, what, what practice? What, how do you <laughs> think that you've done your entire life? Just go in, right? You just go, just go in. So um, it's, I remember I was wearing just a little like summer top type thing, thinking we were going to be indoors. So it was freezing cold. We're filming this all for TV. This was going to be televised. Um, my first kind of real TV experience as well at the time, this was in 2015, 2015. Uh, so I was, I mean, five years younger, like I've changed an awful lot and like, looking back now I was very shy very very shy and so we all sat down and we were given the instructions you have 30 minutes as many scotch eggs as you can eat in 30 minutes now I'm talking an, an entire egg scotch eggs the big ones right they are bringing them out they've got hundreds stacked up behind us and they are just like everyone you finish you stack your plate and another one will be given to you have whatever condiments that you want now, these scotch eggs were cold and we were cold and it was disgusting. It is not at all my favorite food. I'm sorry to people that love scotch eggs, but it's just not about them at all. And we just had to go. 30 minutes on the clock. I got down to 15 scotch eggs. Uh, at 15 scotch eggs, I looked down the line and you could see how many plates people had to see sort of where you were. And I was ahead of everybody by about five eggs. So I thought, you know what, I'm not eating anymore. So I sat and posted the rest of the time and I still came out first. And I was like, oh, thank God. I risked it, but it was worth the risk. Um, 
And yeah, it was horrendous just because I'm not a fan of Scotch eggs, but I'm a fan of winning. So I will just, I'll just do it for the win. Wow. I mean, that is incredible. Do you ever find that in this instance, you know, put off Scotch eggs for life or, you know, any food you have, are you put off stuff for life after doing these challenges? 100%. Oh, it normally, you are human. Eggs, yeah, it's commitment. With scotch eggs, it's one of those things I wasn't a fan of before, but I kind of braved it out for the challenge. And I've got myself to a point where now they just make me feel queasy. Like I just remember the day. You just remember the day. So it is, it is traumatic, I guess. It's, it's part of what trauma is. You do something that makes you feel a type of way. Every time you experience that again, you get those like those feelings from how you felt that mm. time. So I, I very much know that it's there, but I just try to ignore it and crack on with my life. I okay. have another one, which is chili con carne that I just, I, I, mm, no. No, no, no. I mean, fair play to you. Um, I've watched loads of your videos, love all of the content. You know, you smashing Eddie Hall, just the amount he has left on his plate when you have finished and you're just like, yeah, next plate, I'm, I'm sort of ready to go, was incredible. One of my favorites was probably the, um, the Smithy, uh, Gavin and Stacey, the, the Chinese, the Indian challenge, sorry, just for those who may not know what we're talking about, this is it. We're getting an Indian, what do you think? Chicken boner, lamb boner, prawn boner, mushroom rice, bag of chips, keemanana, nine papadum. Unbelievable, right? That took you, I think, 43 minutes, okay? Now, this is a bit of a crude question. And, I, you know, Patrick said to me before this interview, you know, should we, should we really ask these sort of questions? But I said, look, we're all human. We kind of want to, we know you're not a robot. We know that you've got a normal stomach, right? And normal human parts. Like, so in the least, made, least crudest way possible, does a 43 minute challenge of Indian food equal 43 minutes in the bathroom? Or like, how, how does this process work? Like, say what you want to say, or just tell me to shut up. Either way, it'd be interesting to sort of have your, your insight. I'll give you the classic answer. I <laughs> Us women, we are magical creatures. There are certain things that you would just never understand, but we are just magical. I did take 43 minutes to eat that Swifty challenge. However, I was doing a Q&A whilst I was filming that video. So if I wasn't answering questions sort of between bites, then I think that I could have done it under 20 minutes easily, wow. easily. I actually really enjoy challenges like that. And I don't really like to stop and answer a question I like to sort of go to that other place that my mind goes into when I'm in a pure food coma. Like I can just eat and eat and eat, but your mind is not there. So if you have to think and eat, that's tough. I love how you said earlier how competitive you are. And most people would hear that you did that challenge in 43 minutes and think that's amazing. And you're like, mm, yeah, I could have done it in 20, <laughs> you know, 25 at a push. <laughs> I am for sure my, my biggest competition. I really do push myself. Sometimes it's not even worth it. I'm going to do it anyway. I don't know how good or bad that is, but it's true. As I said, I've watched a lot of your videos and I've heard you talking about intermittent fasting and not eating after the challenges until you feel like it. Again, maybe that's sort of 24 hours, give or take. Uh, and I think this comment on one of your, your Reese's cereal challenge, that video is probably the question um, everybody wants to know is, this is a comment from Mia. She says, how is she so fit? I eat one serving of dinner and look like I'm pregnant. So, so how does it work? You're in such good shape and constantly doing these crazy look, food feeds. Is it a balance yeah. of exercise, discipline and these mental challenges? Or what is, the, what, is your, what does your life look like? 
so really there is no secret everything that I do people do it to a degree if they're in the fitness sort of realm they will understand more so if you're not and I'm I'm really bad for this because I assume that people know this as like like baseline information but it just so happens that it's not like common knowledge your body pretty much works at a rate and that rate increases and decreases dependent on what you put into it and how you treat it so my I was an overweight kid because I ate too many calories and didn't move enough then I got into sports I started moving more but my body was demanding more calories so I ate more so I was both fit but I could still eat a lot of food then I didn't really understand how that was even a thing because I was playing rugby I was super active but then I wasn't losing the weight and I wasn't that size zero that everybody wants to be at the time and it was just a case of me changing my lifestyle that I actually I, I saw the changes that I wanted to see so then I learned more about movement versus so output versus intake so you eat more calories um, and you don't move more then you're going to gain weight and the same goes the other way around so I learned this as a basic principle and then over the years I learned more and more about myself and how my body reacts to it so I've gone from being an overweight kid to being 18 years old I lost a ton of weight when I went traveling because I was moving loads my schedule was all over the place I was very active but I wasn't eating as much because I was always in a different place all the time my calories were lower, my activity was higher, and I lost weight. I got back to the UK and I really started focusing more on just trying to get myself in a place with fitness that I was comfortable with because I didn't find that cardio was doing it for me. Like I would go and do a load of cardio, but it's just not fun at all. It seems like torture. And like, why do I want to do this to myself? And so I got into bodybuilding and I thought, you know what, I want to build my body out in a really fit and healthy way. And at the time we didn't have Instagram or Facebook or any kind of reference point. All you had was like bodybuilding.com articles that like some <laughs> USA pro had written and that that's your starting point. So I read a ton of articles. I read a ton of like diet plans on simplyshredded.com and I just tried them I just thought you know what let's try what this chick eats for four weeks and see how it suits me and then every four weeks I altered and changed and adapted and over the course of about I want to say like three to four years my body hit like a really comfortable point where I was I felt strong I was gaining muscle because I was lifting weights and I was pushing myself and then I got into competitive eating in a really weird stage in my life where I didn't want to do the whole bikini competition thing. Like it was not my, wasn't my jam. So I just got stuck into fitness. I did the odd challenge and I saw that the odd challenge really wasn't affecting my physique that much. I was doing strict eating, lots of like training, cardio, being really on point with it doing one challenge a month and I was like well this is all right so I would do one challenge a month that would be my refeed back onto the like chicken broccoli rice kind of diet because it doesn't bother me you know what it's just food is fuel in my world and then my YouTube career became my career and I'm on YouTube and Facebook and that is like my main focus point and so I'm having to churn out a, a weekly video whether that be a speed challenge or a capacity and 
long story short, intermittent fasting comes into it because generally speaking, you want to have an empty stomach when you do a challenge. And then your body is not hungry because you're fully satiated for an amount of time afterwards, which can range from like 12, 24, 36 hours even. So I just wait, I'm very intuitive, I wait to see what my body says. And if it's like, good to go, I just start introducing calories back into my diet. And I don't fuss over it too much. I used to be really um, crazy about making sure that I eat so that I don't lose muscle. So now I'm not too obsessed over it. I just kind of let my body do what it's got to do. And it reacts. If it's hungry, it'll tell you that you're hungry, it's hungry. And then you eat and then you keep on training, do your cardio, intermittent fast, lots of hydration, and you are winning. Patrick, are we, uh, is Patrick with us still? Is he? Yes, I think so. Oh, oh. getting a bit glitchy. Maybe not. Uh, hello. hello. Are you there, Patrick? Are you with us I've, still? I've just come back. Sorry, oh. my, um, my laptop died. Oh, good. Well, good. well my, my phone died and the, the internet was coming off my phone, so that went well. That's okay. You nearly were in time perfectly for when I thought you were going to come in. So you might as well um, come in. Now. Well, I just, as Billy was mentioning earlier, my kind of big New Year's resolution for 2021 is to break a world record, whether that's with Billy or on my own. And I wondered if you had any kind of top tips for me. I know it's ridiculous because it's not about breaking any record like you've got to have a passion you've got to have something you're really good at but I thought like you can eat a chocolate orange in 65 seconds is something like that a good place for me to start I've beaten that record it's now 57 <laughs> seconds unbelievable the new official record crazy crazy but um I think the best starting point for world records and to be fair like it is about holding a world record because once you've got one it's like life complete done um is to go online on the Guinness World Record website. They have a plethora of world records from like actual serious ones, like the longest plank, which is like hours. Oh, that's or... like days, isn't it? That that one. It oh, blew like... my mind. How? Yeah. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be breaking that one. That guy. Let's, <laughs> let's rule that one out. He's trained like his whole life. I think that guy. Yeah. Uh, crazy like I'm so much respect though so yeah, much fair respect. play to him fair play to him um all there's like silly records like the ones that I hold like eat an amount of food or eat something really fast they're not silly. That's, that's not silly that's not silly <laughs> I, I think they're quite silly when I tell people what my world records are in I just have to sort of I'm, I'm hiding myself I'm like look I, I can just eat really fast <laughs> <laughs> The bottom line is you can do what you do better than anyone in the world. So it doesn't really matter, does it? Is that amazing? I always think that there's going to be like that classic, you know, like an actress or a model's worst nightmare where the younger model comes in and she's like, I'm better than you you at everything. I've been classically trained in competitive eating and she's going to take all my titles. I have a feeling like that's going to happen. So I'm preparing myself. Is that to why be dethroned. Fun now. You're just racking them up as much as you can. You're just like, you know yeah. what? One's not enough. Two's not enough. But on that note, I did say uh, at the start of the the chat that so Guinness has you. Uh, there's an article written on you in November, I believe, that has 18 world records. Now you have yeah. 21. Were they yeah. were they all last year? Like you you have 
question well have you had the most productive lockdown the, like the world has ever seen is that what's happened here? i i have i worked during lockdown i yeah. worked hard it is a process to apply for world records it's definitely a process you do have to want it a lot because the hours that it takes even just to upload footage You've got slow-mo cameras, main view cameras, side view cameras. You've got to follow all of the rules as per. And sometimes if you are eating like 21 marshmallows in a minute, you've got to like weigh every single one or measure every single one on camera. So all of these things do take time. Wow. Um, but yes, I had a very productive year. I was fortunate enough to be able to do it because the people in my household could act as witnesses provided we gave them all of the footage as they requested it. So we had witness statements, timekeeper statements, cover letters, every single one requires a whole pack of evidence from photos, everything, everything you can imagine. So you need to recruit everybody into wow. the mix and be like, we need to do this. So a lot of the ability, a lot of my ability to have, to have even done that was the fact that my family were home and able to help me mm. and willing to help me. So I'm very fortunate in that respect to have that sort of support, I guess. Um, but yes, I had a very productive year. My first record was actually broken in 2018 oh, wow. on the set of Britain's Favourite Chocolate. And I broke the Terry's Chocolate Orange the first time. Oh, then six. I, yeah, then I broke six records um, the next, the following year, I want to say. Um, and then after that, so that brings us into this past year. So whatever. It's actually 24 records that I have, but three of them are me re-breaking records that I've had before. So I've just counted it as 21 official records, but 24 records right. that I broke. That makes sense. That's where the maths come in. Cause I was like, I swear <laughs> all these are listed in 2020, but has it just been, you know, like I said, the most productive year ever. I mean, it has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. take 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 away the six and the one but you know congratulations I mean Patrick you sound as though you've got a tr quite a task on your hand you've got me already if you want me as help but I think that you might struggle we we need a full crew by the sounds of it I think you can do it I think like I've got full confidence you probably need maybe one other person to take still photos one person to manage a timer of some sort because you need a timekeeper and then a witness but your witness can take your photos so it's just constant like photo taking throughout the attempt. So you can see the timer and see the person and that all kind of fits together with the footage. And then pick what you want to do. I'm actually eyeing up the most balloons popped with your mouth in, oh. I want to say it's like in a minute, but I saw the video and I'm like, this is doable. I can what do this. What's wrong with you? You can't, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> You can just imagine it. You just got to go in on it. I've got full confidence that anybody can do it. It's, well, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll do it. Maybe I'll quit my job and recruit a team of witnesses and I might beat you to it. Yeah, oh, listen, it would make me so happy if you did. <laughs> Where are you going to start, Patrick? Well, <laughs> come on, you've, you we're in front of Leah now. Let's get an official response out here, which you can't <laughs> go back on. We're in front of a world record breaker right now. What, what, what do you want to say to the world and to Leah as sort of a testament to what you're about to attempt. I think I will go for the chocolate orange first. Is it 57 seconds, the latest of your yes. record? 
yeah, it's like 57 point something seconds. Okay, so I, I need to do a bit of practice and I'll probably feel a bit ill, but I okay. think I'm going to go chocolate orange first and see where we go from there. I'm sorry. You know what? It's a classic. It's a classic. It's the one that everybody's like, yes, I can do this. But when you're practicing, like as a tip, top tip, just practice opening it first because the timer starts and then you open the packaging. Oh. So you have to learn that process. So it's first- You're joking. Open no, open the box, take it out. It's in a plastic sort of casing. Mm. Open the plastic casing, take it out again. And then you've got a sticker that goes over the tinfoil. Mm. Rip the sticker off as it's held in your palm and then it will be held upright but you do have to smash it, smash it, rip the sticker off, and then it opens kind of in your palm. And then several segments at a time, water in between, you got this, you can do it. Oh. If you don't look so sure. Orange, so <laughs> I, I love chocolate orange, but I don't know if I want to be put off it. I was going to ask you on the chocolate orange. So you said you smash it. And obviously we all, yeah. you know, we all know the struggles with doing that with, you know, at the best of times, let alone yeah. under pressure. So you don't go for the, you know, as you would a normal, well, I guess you would actually peel the segments off in a normal orange, but you don't go for the, just the giant bite of all of the segments put, put together. It's best to separate it first. Well, I always find with eating chocolate fast, it's a very difficult task because if you have, say your core temperature is hot and the chocolate goes stodgy, it will just get stuck to the roof of your mouth. You're done for. If it's too cold, it's very difficult to swallow. And like, I have experience with these types of chocolate challenges and I know that I can, I know that I can do it, but I still can't do it, if that makes sense. I still have like a fear in my mind. So a normal person that's never done it before may just really just back out of it straight away. So you've got to know the nature of chocolate and especially the segments of a Terry's chocolate orange, they are sharp and your body's just going to go, well, no, that's not, you, you've got to bite this first. So it's a lot of very, very quick biting, swig of water, swig it down, don't taste it. Now I'm a huge Terry's chocolate orange fan, but you've got to block out the fact that it's delectable. You have to, otherwise you will not do it. Sounds like pain, what you just described. <laughs> um, <laughs> there have been challenges that are definitely tested me yeah i bet well look yeah. it's been amazing to uh, catch up with you thank you so much for coming on the show leo and good luck with your well good luck we'll look forward to you you know breaking another 21 by the next time we speak to you hopefully uh, and that starts with the the balloon challenge is that right popping the most you can with your with your I mouth i think so i think so we'll see all right all right well 2021 uh well 2020 was an exciting year for you i mean the last seven have been since your journey this all began so uh, we'll look forward to watching along and uh, well in Patrick's case eating along with you um, <laughs> for anybody listening you can go to uh, Shakiva official on Instagram or Leah Shakiva on YouTube uh, which is where all the amazing videos uh, and Leah smashing you know we've already said Eddie Hall and various other people who are legit big <laughs> people and big eaters Leah just blows them out of the water so go have a look if you haven't Leah thank you so much for being on the show it's been an absolute pleasure I really do appreciate it 
Thanks for listening to another one of our 20 minute or so with conversations. If you want to hear more from me and Patrick, then you can listen to our show on Islington Radio. Just head to mixcloud.com forward slash Islington Radio. If you want to get in touch, we're Billy D Paddy T on Instagram or Billy D Paddy T at gmail.com. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. It was presented and produced by Billy Draper and Patrick Thomas. The music was by Cambo. 